and gentlemen, you are tuned into episode 62 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson. Thank you for tuning in today on the 20th of January, 2022. Man, it is already freaking the almost the last of January. We're moving fast, y'all. We are moving daggone fast. All right. Before we get started with anything, let's take care of some housekeeping notes. My website, the Trust and Believe Nomadcast.buzzsprout.com, serves as your one-stop shop for your audio Nomadcast needs as well as your social media Nomadcast needs. For the audio folks, I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeart, to name a few. Go ahead and subscribe and like it. And also, you can listen to the Nomadcast via the website as well. It's conveniently embedded in there as well. For my social media folks, again, I am on Instagram, right? I am on TikTok and I am on YouTube. If you're new to the YouTube universe, you like what you see, you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe now. Click that bell icon now. So you know what? You'll be notified of all the latest and greatest as it relates to the Nomad cast. Trust and believe that. Got a great show for y'all today. We are going to talk about gym shoes. Gym shoe stories on a freaking Thursday. Now I'm going to take y'all back to Detroit, the 1980s with the Adidas top 10. This shoe personified Detroit in the early 80s. This shoe was Detroit in the early 1980s. I'm going to give y'all a little background on it and my own personal sneaker gym shoe story with that as well. Stay tuned, stay locked. Gym shoe stories on Thursday, y'all. Trust and believe. Welcome back to Jim Shoe Stories on a Thursday. Jim Shoe Stories on a Thursday. And like I talked about earlier, um, before the break, today's Jim Shoe Story takes back takes us back to the 1980s, the early 1980s uh, in Detroit. In this particular shoe, the Adidas Top 10 uh, was monumental uh, with the growth of uh, the youth in Detroit as it relates to sneakers. And, you know, you had certain shoes in that era. You had the Adidas Forum and, you know, of course, the Converse, uh, Chuck Taylor, All-Stars. You had the, the first Jordans that came out in the early 80s. But really in the early early 80s, in Detroit specifically, the Adidas Top 10 became a shoe of shoes, if you will. That, that quintessential gym shoe that the youth, the teenagers, the grown-ups uh, wore during that time. And even if you talk to a Detroiter today and you, you ask them out of the top top three shoes of all time, gym shoes of all time, a Detroiter will wear or a Detroiter previously owned, what would they say? I'm willing to bet you the top 10, Adidas top 10 will always be in their top three. It's the Adidas top 10. It's the Adidas form. And you probably can go with a Jordan or another shoe as well, the Nike Dunks, so on and so forth. But just stand on the Adidas top 10. Again, this shoe was, when you look at the top 10, it, it symbolizes Detroit. And I know other cities had their variations. I know Boston. Uh, I've been stationed with a couple of folks in Boston, from Boston, and they talked about the Adidas top 10 as well. But I tell you, as a youth growing up in Detroit, I was born in 74. So late, the late 70s, early 80s, uh, Detroit, I tell you, man, there's something about those shoes that's synonymous with the city, the grit of the city, the grind of the city, the concrete of the city, if you will. 
And even with, during that time, there was a gang, a lot of gangs in Detroit in those days. Um, there was a gang called YBI, Young Boys Incorporated, and they ruled the west side of Detroit, almost close to where I used to live at when I was growing up there, like Dexter Avenue and those areas over there. And this gang, these group of individuals, they made, you know, you can do your own research on it, but they was into everything that was non-constructive, right? I just put it like that. And a lot of a lot of the members are still living. Some of them in jail. Some of them, of course, are not here anymore. But, you know, when you look at this picture right here, this is a picture of the YBI gang uh, in Detroit. And I think this picture, they was getting ready to go to a concert or they was just chilling. But if you notice the footwear on these guys, the gals, the guys, everybody involved with them, they wore what? The Adidas top 10. This shoe, again, let me change my lighting up a little bit. This shoe, again, synonymous with Detroit. And I'm going to give you another history history about it as well, not just Detroit. This shoe was actually born in 1979, developed in 1979 by, of course, Adidas, and with the help and influence of Rick Barry, as you can see the picture here. Rick Barry was an actual NBA player, won a championship with the Golden State Warriors in 1975, but him, him and Adidas collaborated on the top 10. So you may ask yourself, why did they call the shoe the top 10? Well, this was to celebrate the top 10 players in the NBA at that time. It's Rick Barry, it was Doug Collins, uh, Marquise Johnson, Bobby Jones, to name a few. Uh, yeah, it was 10, 10 players. And the top 10 players in the NBA, they wore Adidas top 10s. Now, you see here, you got this little part right here, this rectangular part. I remember the old school cats, they used to take a highlighter and highlight these. You know, whatever color, it would be blue, red, whatever. And they would highlight them. And now this is a different variation of the original shoe. Uh, you know, of course, the, the materials change and everything. And these shoe strings are actually gray, but when they first came out back in the early eighties, they was actually white. Then you had the Adidas top 10, the logo right here to celebrate the top 10 players of the NBA. Uh, this shoe again, this is Detroit all dag on day long. And one of the things that Rick Barry did, he, he challenged uh, Adidas. Let's go ahead and make a shoe. that got thick uppers for the ankle support. Because if you look at gym shoes back in the late 70s, early 80s, they was very thin, didn't support the foot, right? Didn't support the instep, uh, the support the toe box, and it definitely didn't support your ankle. And if you're an NBA player, you shift and move with that ankle. So if you look at the padding of the top 10, you could tell, again, this is a, a, a old school shoe. The materials are definitely better nowadays. But he challenged Adidas to make a shoe that had uh, – adequate padding for the ankle. Cause a lot of cats that was getting ankle injuries, but I tell you again, I'm going to show you, I got different colors as well. The Adidas top 10. Again, this is Detroit. You ask anybody from Detroit born in Detroit who got old school uncles from Detroit. Daddy's from Detroit. You know, this is the shoe they talk about the Adidas top 10. This is Detroit all freaking day long. We looked at the gangsters that warm. We looked at the drug dealers that warm. And these are guys that we shouldn't have been idolizing as kids. But these are the guys that had the big, thick chains and they had the cars. But you know what? And they wore Adidas top tens with Adidas track suits with the Adidas hat. 
This was synonymous in Detroit. These shoes were Detroit. These shoes are still Detroit. Of course, we still wear Jordans and we wear other type of shoes nowadays because we have more of a variety. We have more options than we had years ago. But I cannot say it enough. The Adidas top 10 is Detroit. It is all Detroit all freaking day. And we used to have an acronym, too, about Adidas. All day I dream about, and you can feel what the S is as well. And I'm going to show you another color. So that's the original color here. And then I have some green ones, some green top 10s, right? These shoes, I haven't I ordered these when I was in Okinawa, Japan. And I haven't worn these since <laughs> I was in Okinawa, Japan. Uh, more of a collector's item. Yeah, I'll probably rock them again in the summer. But the same thing, Adidas top 10, you know, just a different colorway. And then you have this colorway. A little different, right? It's blue. You can kind of see like the bas basketball, uh, basketball bumps in there, as I used to call them. The basketball bumps, right? But you can see it. It just feels like a freaking basketball. And you notice the shoestrings, Adidas top 10, right? And then the last color I'm going to show you is a patent leather variety. Now, all these Adidas top 10s that I'm showing you, I ordered all, order all these in uh, Japan. My wife actually ordered, my wife and daughter ordered me these Christmas of 2014, I think, 2015. And these are the top 10s, the patent leather versions. And they had so many colors, right? But I just kind of want to just take you on a journey for that. I'll go ahead and tell the story about it. But again, but the Adidas top 10, quintessential Detroit. This is Detroit all freaking day. So my mother, right? I always go back to my parents, right? So I wanted a pair of top 10s because these guys was wearing, put some hand sand on, touching the bottom of the shoes. I will tell you, Detroit with those top 10s back in the 80s, again, all the gangsters warm, the drug dealers, the OGs, everybody, old school cats, they was wearing these freaking top 10s. I remember my cousins would have top, top 10s, the white and burgundies. Everybody I knew had the top 10s. So I'm like, ask my mom and pop. I said, you know, I want to get a pair of these Adidas top 10s. Everybody wearing them, everybody wearing them. So it had, it had been all on the news about this gang, YBI, Young Boys Incorporated in Detroit, and their choice of footwear was the top 10s. These cats were getting into trouble, shootouts, people getting beat up, drug dealing. I mean, racketeering, anything you name it. These cats was involved with it, right? And there again, their shoe of choice was the top tens. So I asked my mom, I said, you know, I want to get a pair of top tens. Everybody got them. You know, my cousins had them and all that. And we was going, you know, back in those days, the city was rough. You know, you had the influence of crack, you know, people, you know, Whatever you want to say about who was pushing crack in the neighborhood, we all know who. We all know why. Crack was infesting the neighborhoods. And these young black men were selling these selling these drugs to other people of color, making large amounts of money, enormous amounts of money on the backs of people that was used to be hardworking folks. Now they strung out on crack, they strung out on heroin, strung on strung out on a lot of these things. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of the neighborhoods now look the way they look now because of what happened in the eighties dealing with the crack epidemic. But that's another story for another show. Cause I got stories about that as well. And so these guys that was wearing these shoes, they wasn't, they wasn't upright citizens. 
But these are guys and gals that we looked up to because the girls was wearing them as well. Guys was, you know, taking top tens from people, beating up people for top tens, stabbing people for top tens, shooting folks for top tens. The girls was jumping people for top tens. I mean, it was just the Adidas top tens was, uh, well, it was just something about that shoe that led to, it was an elegant shoe in Detroit, but it led to a lot of violence, a lot of chaos. And the people that wore these, you was the freaking man in the early eighties. If you wore a pair of Adidas top 10, you were the man and or lady. You was the king and queen. If you had a pair of Adidas top 10s in the eighties, because you led a different lifestyle. And I want a part of that lifestyle. I just wanted a pair of shoes. I wasn't trying to sell no drugs and any other nonsense. Cause my father put a kibosh in that stuff as well. He always told me if you freaking go to jail, I am not coming to freaking get you. And that stood with me through the test of time. Thank God I never went down that road. Right. But I know a lot of folks that I grew up with in neighborhoods and so on and so forth. They did. And so again, I asked my mother, I said, can I get a pair of top tens? Oh, I'm not buying no shoes. Cause all these gang members, they wearing them, all these thugs, these the hoodlums as they used to call them. They wearing these shoes. I'm not going to get you those. So instead of getting a pair of top 10, Adidas, like I asked, my mother took me to a Kmart. And we all know Kmart. And this is a picture of a Kmart that used to be in Detroit. It used to be on the Southfield Freeway in Plymouth, uh, Plymouth Road in Detroit. It's no longer there. I think it's a church there that's now that that's there right now. My mother took me and took me to a Kmart. My mother and father, we went to Kmart and they bought me a pair of Kmart tracks. Now, I wish I could find a picture of the old school tracks that looked like Adidas top tens, but I can't find it. So they, again, just imagine how the Adidas top 10 looked and imagine a Kmart version that said tracks. It said tracks on here. I mean, they was like plastic looking, just look crazy cheap. So they bought me a pair of freaking tracks. Like I'm supposed to be happy and glad and, you know, just, just loving for the fact that you bought me a pair of fake freaking Adidas. I'm walking around here with some daggone Kmart tracks. And this had to be, man, this had to be like 83, 84, somewhere in there. Right. And, uh, so I was like, you know what? I'll wear these freaking shoes. I'll wear these freaking shoes. What's something in my mouth? I'll wear these freaking shoes. Right. And, uh, so I ended up wearing them and all the neighborhood kids, you know, they wearing freaking top tens and they wearing all these different shoes. Cause in that time, Adidas was king in our neighborhood and it, Detroit as well with shoes. And so kids, cats was laughing at me. My next door neighbors, I'm still cool with to these days. They freaking laughed at me. Ah, oh, your mom got you some tracks. Yeah. You got some Kmart shoes. I said, you know what? I'm going to do something. With, I'm going to change these freaking shoes. So what I did with the Kmart version, Right. The Kmart version of the Adidas top 10. Again, it was, if you listening, they were called Kmart tracks. They looked just like the top tens, but they were fake. Right. So what I did, I took the freaking, I took some paint and I painted all, all this freaking red. All that was freaking red. And I left the blue. It was a different color blue. So all this was red. I painted it all with a spray paint, with a uh, spray can. And then I took some Vaseline. And I put Vaseline on the side to, you know, to make it look like they was patent leather Adidas, right? 
Again, not only the old school cats from Detroit, they know what I'm talking about when I'm saying when describing this. So I put Vaseline all over this, right? Not over again, it was the the Kmart tracks. So I put freaking Vaseline all over it. So now I'm gonna freaking fool people that's from Detroit that's been wearing top tens, and I'm gonna walk around here with some Kmart fake freaking shoes. I walked outside with these things, and during that time, uh my Adidas had came out by Run DMC, like my Adidas. You can see these cats here. When I walked out that house that summer, I'll never forget. As soon as I walked out and started playing, my friends were like, oh, this was before the days of what are those? But it was like, oh, my God, look at you. It's like, oh, look at Damon, y'all. He got these fake top tens on. So it's like my uh, tracks. So instead of saying my Adidas, like Run DMC, it was like my uh, tracks walking down Ohio Street because that was the name of the street I lived on. And Run DMC's version was like my Adidas, right? And these cats was laughing at me. I mean, oh, man, they talked about me bad. And I just I used to get so mad at my mother and father that they didn't buy me the freaking shoes that everybody was wearing. Later on, they started doing it, right? Because I had got a little bit older. Um, but I was like, why did, Why y'all? It's like they were setting me up, setting me up to get freaking embarrassed. But then as I look, you know, as, I, as I've gotten older, especially as being a husband and a parent, they, they probably, you know, was protecting me because of my environment. Because again, like I stated before, people was getting stabbed for the top tens. People was getting robbed beat up so on and so forth so i wondered where what they thinking you know what let's not put our son in the position of failure because if he gets these shoes we already been seeing people getting robbed for him we always already saw people getting stabbed and beat up for him do we want to put him in a position where now it may cost him his life may cost him a limb and may cost him you know his own peace because he's wearing a certain shoe the Adidas top 10 that everybody in Detroit, especially in those years know about. And I I'm thankful now that, you know, I tell these stories, you know, about I'm, I was upset that my parents didn't buy me these certain shoes. But then as a, again, as a parent, I think about it. It was more of a protection tool. But again, we talking about the early eighties, the mid eighties. I ain't care about none of that. All my friends freaking got them. My cousins are rocking freaking top tens. They laughing at me because I ain't got a freaking pair of top tens. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I tell you, it was an epic, epic time. And also Kenny's. If you remember Kenny's, here's an ad here. If you remember Kenny's shoe store back in the day, they used to sell a pair of uh, fake top tens called NBAs. I can't find a picture of the specific NBAs, but instead Kenny's version they had four stripes. So you know how Adidas has the three stripes. Kenny's had a fourth stripe and they were called NBAs. I cannot find a picture on the internet about it. Uh, but it, again, all these old school cats, they know Kenny's had a fake pair of uh, Adidas top 10 called NBAs. But again, I guess the sneaker story, the gym shoe story, the takeaway from this story today was, Parents, again, knowing what's right and what's wrong, not putting me in a position of failure because ain't because ain't no telling what could have happened. If I'm walking around with these top tens, 
guys, I'm telling you, those dudes back in the day in Detroit in the eight early eighties, man, it was like piranhas, man. You had a gold chain, you was wearing a silk shirt, you had a snakeskin belt, Adidas forms, top tens, Jordans, Max Julian coats, these cats was on you. They uh sheepskin coats, it didn't matter. These dudes was on you, man. It was like piranhas. And if you grow up in them environments, you understand the tone that I'm using because it was different. It influenced us in good ways and influenced others in bad ways. And some are still paying the price for some of the things that they did during that time. Right. Some paid the price and they're not even on this earth no more because of what they did during that time. I remember these cats growing up. I saw these cats growing up. I watched these cats going to school. I saw them on the basketball court. I saw them at the corner store around the corner. I saw them at the grocery store. I saw them walking down the street. You know what I mean? Again, it was just a different time. And I'm thankful I grew up in that environment because now, you know, I look back at it. And, yeah, I provide a gym shoe story, but it's also a life lesson along with that. And so I'm thankful that they 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 didn't buy me those shoes back then. Because of what I was going through, what the whole neighborhood, the whole city was going through. And it was east side, west side. I mean, it was so much stuff going on in those early 80s in Detroit dealing with, like I told you, like the YBIs and all these other gangs and the influence of drugs. And and also another reason why Detroit was failing during that time as well. The auto plants had moved and or was getting ready to move out the city. You had people going to the freaking suburbs. You know, that was a continuation of white flight. A lot of businesses was leaving Detroit. The grandmothers that they grew up, the grandmothers and grandfathers that migrated from the south came up to Detroit to have, you know, a quality of life and have peace. They established a home, raised the kids. And then the grandmother and grandfather, once they retired, they moved down south. They give the house to the kids. They give the house to the grandkids. The grandkids and the kids don't have no economic stability. They can't uphold this house. So now they got to sell the house. And that's why all the houses was looking like that. So, you know, again, this is this shoe. I'm telling you, this shoe tells more of a story about some guys playing basketball in them. This shoe, again, this shoe, when I look at this shoe, when I wear this shoe, it makes me proud to be a Detroiter. But I also think about the pain and suffering about these shoes because the drug dealers was wearing these shoes. The guys that was selling crack, selling cocaine, selling heroin, walking around beating up people and, and stabbing people and doing negative things were wearing these freaking Adidas top 10. And I'm telling you, you could do your own history on it, um, but you come from Detroit and some of those you know, cities up north. It's synonymous. It's, we sing the same song. We're just in different locations. So that was my gym shoe story on a Thursday. Again, it's kind of short, but I just wanted to just, you know, kind of take pivot a little bit from the shoe itself and kind of just talk about the city because that shoe again is synonymous with Detroit. It is Detroit. And a lot of the cats, if you go to Detroit now, you still can find Adidas top tens on the shelves. A lot of the old school cats are still wearing Adidas top tens. Of course, the more modernized version. I still wear the top tens. Even like young, young cats that have old souls, they're still wearing Adidas top tens. So again, this shoe was is influential, man. It, this is, this is Detroit all day. And I'm definitely proud. Even though I don't live in Detroit no more, even though I'm glad I moved away from Detroit and started my own life in Detroit and raised a family and everything, this shoe still, when I wear this shoe, it still, 
it makes me feel like I'm at home in a sense because I remember watching these cats back in the early 80s wearing Adidas top 10s. All right, y'all. So that's been my gym shoe story of the day. I know I kind of just went off on a tangent, but it's a lot of facts that I'm leaving out for various reasons. But uh appreciate you guys tuning in. Just want just want to let you guys know, set the conditions for next week. Next week, I will not have any nomad cast, no trust and believe nomad cast shows next week. I will be involved in a YouTube challenge where I've been selected to be uh one of the participants in the YouTube challenge where in the effort to increase our likes, increase our subs, increase our views. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. They're going to provide some tools for success, some tools for sustainability. So I'm looking forward to that. Talking with the, the YouTube experts, if you will, just trying to get some knowledge and seeing how, what I want to do with this channel going forward. Cause I like what I'm doing. Um, I'm 62 episodes in, but I think, you know, in order for me to sustain this channel, definitely need more subscriptions, more likes, so on and so forth, more views. So they're going to provide ways for folks like me uh, that's trying to start this YouTube channel. I mean, I've only been doing it for what four or five months. So they're going to provide us ways to be innovative and improve this channel. So you'll see some things down the line uh, as it relates to this channel. But, you know, I'm not quitting. This is what I want to do. This, I believe the Lord, well, I don't believe, I know the Lord has given me the second wind in life after I've retired. I finally found something I enjoy doing. This thing keeps me going throughout the day. And it's not just hit the button and record. You know, I got to edit. I had to teach myself how to edit this stuff and, you know, sequence freaking tracks and do all these things and develop thumbnails and, and just come up with topics to discuss. It's almost like having a job in a sense, right? And I'm loving this. And I'm telling you, my goal is to have that gold and silver YouTube plaque of a million subscribers, a hundred thousand subscribers, so on and so forth. I want to be great at this, but I know I may have to kind of just sit back and reset, go through this course next week, find out the do's and don'ts, find out what the experts did to be successful. Then I can go ahead and implement that to make the trust and believe nomad cast successful, you know? So again, appreciate y'all support. Thank you for tuning in again. As a reminder, no trust and believe nomad cast shows next week. Next week, I will be uh, involved in the YouTube strategy training seminar or whatever it's called, but I'll be deeply involved in that. And uh, I'll still be active on social media on my Instagram page at trust and believe um, underscore nomad cast. I'll still be active on my TikTok page as a retired uh, MSG underscore 20. I'll still be active on there. Just no nomad cast shows um, next week. Stay tuned. Stay locked. I will see y'all. What is next week? The 24th. So I'll see y'all on the 31st of January. 31 January, I'll be back with the Trust and Believe Nomad cast, new and exciting. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be sound. Take care of yourself. Take care of your others. Do the right thing. Be successful. Believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams. And everything will be all right. Trust and believe, y'all. See y'all on the 31st.